You're listening to the Food Files podcast. The latest from the Oklahoma State University Robert M. Kerr Food and Agricultural Product Center. Here's your host, Darren Scott. Welcome to the Food Files. I'm your host, Darren Scott, and today's guest is Dr. Tim Bowser, FAPC Food Process Engineer. Morning, Tim. Good morning, Darren. How are you? Pretty good. You know, before we get started, I was wondering if you would share just a little bit of information about your responsibilities at the FAPC. Absolutely. I'm a food process engineer, and I get to help folks work with their their processes, their equipment, and some of the sometimes their facilities. So mostly on the engineering side of food processing. Okay. In addition to sort of helping out clients on the process side or with their equipment, I think one of the things that you also get a chance to do is help them find and purchase equipment and also occasionally help them make their own equipment. True? Yeah, that's right. You know, Darren, because food process equipment is so expensive, it's really a barrier sometimes for especially entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And uh, even for big companies that are trying to start up a new line, oftentimes they just can't afford to get into it because of the uh, upfront expenses are so high. So I'm always helping companies try to find alternatives, something that'll you know, get them by, you know, or, or maybe, uh, you know, get them started until they can, you know, you decide if they want to stay in this area of business or until they can get enough cash to expand further. Okay. Well, you know, we had been talking a little bit prior to the podcast about a new piece of equipment that you had put together some information on. And so thought that that would be um, something good to share with our listeners out there. And so it is a vibration table. So tell me a little bit about what that is. Okay. First, let me give you a little bit of background behind it. So I have a lot of clients, like you mentioned, that are, that are out there trying to you know, just make food products. And uh, this vibration table just keeps coming up over and over again. Folks need it to do, you know, to do what they do. And so, you know, it turns out that these vibration tables are pretty expensive and even hard to find. And so after talking to a number of clients, I decided to maybe put together a fact sheet that would describe how to build your own. And okay. so that's what I did. I, you know, I built my own, working with a client, you know, kind of build it customized for them. We're in the process of publishing a fact sheet that'll show folks how, how to build one. And you know, to give you a, m- a little more background, the cost of these vibration tables are pretty expensive. They're up to three thousand plus dollars. Again, they're, they're just not even easy to find, but there's a common need for them out there. Yeah, you know, that, that's how I got into it, and, and and that's like the little piece of the background of how I got started. Sure, sure. What is a vibration table specifically, and what does it do? Yeah, so that, that's the next next question for sure. And what to do, it's really pretty versatile. I was surprised. There's a lot of um, needs for it out there, especially in companies that have liquid products and they need to get the air out of it. So an example is, is chocolate. You know, you pour chocolate into a mold and you have bubbles. Mm-hmm. The vibration tables, it helps tap the bubbles out of the chocolate. And, uh, you know, you know so, so it's a, you save a nice smooth surface. Uh, when you pop it out of the mold, you don't have any cavities or you know air bubbles that are just don't look good. Oh, I see. So that's one example. There's there's many more cake batters or another one. You know, a, lot, a lot of bakery type items that that may, might have bubbles in there, and everybody's I'm hopefully shaking their head. Yes, they've seen that happen at home. They're, they they uh, tap their uh, cake pans on on the hard surface to remove the bubbles. Mm-hmm. Well, you know in a, in a factory where you have you're making muffins or cakes it's really important to get that 
that out there. Also, you can use the level things. So you might have a, a, a batter that's in a pan and it's it's not level. You stick mm-hmm. it on this um, vibration table, it'll level it down quickly. And so that's, that's again, could be important for a, a raw batter. It could also be important for a package where you're trying to reduce the volume in the package so that it fits into the container that you're, you're packaging in it. Okay. So that's almost, um, in addition to what it does, it might be also who would need a vibration table. Yeah, that's right. So okay. a, a lot of folks in the con- confection area and the bakery area, they sure do a look at vibration tables. And then packaging, you see a lot of folks that are packaging things that are granular, like beans or, you know, some type of grain. Mm-hmm. That's where it's really helpful too. Okay. All right. So, you know, what makes the vibration table in your fact sheet so special? Uh, you know, again, it's just the vibration table. But what's special about it is you can definitely make it on your own. You can afford it. The price there, the price point is under $300 total. And, you know, yeah, I made it in my, in my uh, backyard and uh, it took me about four hours. And I was taking pictures along the way. So it doesn't take a long time to make it. It's, it's probably around two, once you get all the materials gathered, maybe two hours. And there's nothing really particularly impressive you have to have in terms of tools just basic screwdriver and saw, that types of thing, uh, some wrenches and uh, a little bit of knowledge. But if you have access to someone who has, you know, pretty handy or you're handy yourself, I think it'd be super easy to make. So what you're saying is you don't necessarily need to be some sort of a master mechanic with a fully equipped shop to make a vibration table. Yeah, that's right. Right. You don't, you can do this in a really crude shop. You just need a table and, uh, you know, probably just a workspace and a few simple hand tools. Okay. So uh, what are the energy requirements for the table? Okay. So it's just, it just plugs into the wall, regular 110 uh, voltage, and it, it runs on about 40 Watts. So you're talking about a very low power. So a regular hairdryer is a thousand Watts, an average hairdryer. So you're talking a very low amount of power. Okay. All right. Well, how long would it take to uh, put together the vibration t- uh, table? Like I said, I did it in about four hours and, and, and that's, um, you know, I took my time. I was taking pictures. Now, this doesn't count the curing process. There's, there's some gluing goes on. You have to glue some things together. Mm-hmm. And uh, to let the glue cure and dry, you need a couple of days. But you might just be able to put this thing together in around two to three hours. And then maybe you let it dry for a couple of days, two days probably. Okay. All right. Uh, well, you know, you mentioned the, the fact sheet. So uh, where can I get instructions on how to build one? Okay, the fact sheet is still under publication, but it should be out very soon. It's under review right now, and that would be available at, at Oklahoma State on, on their uh, website where all the other fact sheets are. Certainly, you can, you can go to our website at FAPSI, or you can go to, um, like I said, uh, OSU's website and search under, under um, fact sheets for a vibration table. Okay. All right. Um, are there any potential upgrades or features that you're planning uh, for um, the vibration table maybe in the future? Yes. In fact, um, I'm working on an upgrade right now. and It's going to be included in that first draft of that fact sheet. So it won't look like an upgrade, but uh, what, what's happened is there's two things that really occur with this vibration table that could cause some issues when you, when you use it. And the first one is the, the product itself tends to walk off the table during the vibration process. Mm-hmm. And by what, what I mean by that is you, know, you stick a, a, a chocolate mold on the table, for example, and you have that vibration table turned on. It does a great job, like I said, of vibrating out the air, but also as, it, as that mold is jumping up and down on the table, very high frequency, it's vibrating at a couple thousand times a second. It starts to move and it mm-hmm. can actually 
move off the table and obviously even fall on the floor at that point, it's not very, it's not going to be a good outcome. There's two ways I'm working on that'll be both included in the fact sheet to help maintain the position of the product on the table. And the one is to use a silicone mat. It's a very thin mat. It's a baker's mat. And it's a little bit tacky. And so it, it can hold the product to the table and you just sit it on the table and, and then uh, you can turn away and keep working without having to stand there and hold it or shepherd it, hold, uh, maintain its location on the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, the drawback of that mat is it might, it's kind of attenuate some of the vibration. So it's going to be a pad more or less, but it's so thin, it works well. But there's another option too. And that is uh, a frame that fits around the table. You can mount a frame on the edge of the table so that it also helps keep the molds in place so they don't flop off the edge. And that frame is just a couple inches high. It goes the whole way around the perimeter of the table and it's attached by uh, magnets. So it, it doesn't, it's, it's detachable. You can take it off to clean it or to, uh, if you don't need it, you can remove it. And uh, that'll, again, the plans for that will be included with the uh, fact sheet. Okay. Well, um, you know, in addition to the vibration table, have you put together other sort of uh, do-it-yourself material for food manufacturers? Oh, for sure. Uh, we have some other fact sheets. You know, the probably the biggest one is the uh, jerky de- dehydrator, and many folks call that the jerky shack. That's been downloaded, I don't know, thousands of times all around the world. Mm-hmm. And I uh, also have some other equipment like a like a cutter that cuts products food products automatically cuts it into defined lengths you just feed it into it and uh that was that was uh designed using a bubble gum company as a uh, sponsor and uh they you know they were cutting their their bubble gum was extruded in, in long lengths and they were cutting it into shorter pieces by hand and so if you have a product and you're manufacturing it like that just about anything that can be cut with a blade that machine would work real well. There's a fact sheet for that. All right. Well, you know, thanks for coming on today, Tim. Uh, Before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to add? Well, I'd like to add that, you know, if if a person is interested in in, uh, building their own vibration table or or they download any of the fact sheets that I've authored, they're they're welcome to call or contact FAPSI and uh, they can get in touch with me and I'll be glad to work with them. So they wouldn't be out there on their own if they have some questions or there's just something they're not sure about. That's uh, always an option. Okay. All right. Well, hey, thanks for coming on, Tim. Oh, my pleasure, Darren. Thanks for inviting me. You know, I'd also like to thank the listeners out there. And I would also like to thank AgCom for the production of this podcast. For additional food industry information, please make sure to visit our website at food.okstate.edu. Uh, that's where you can also find uh, Tim's fact sheets. Until next time. <laughs>